Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen, personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are 35 days away from the NFL, 36 days away from high school football, and 58 days away from college football. It is right around the corner, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I love football. Big football fan. Uh, so it is right around the corner. I'm trying to think. Next week, we get in July. I wonder if there's any football in July. I think there is. The numbers count up? got to take my shoes off to make sure I can count past 10. Uh, but I think we might get some football in July. I know we'll have OTAs. When does Hard Knocks come out? That should come out. The uh, That doesn't come out to August, does it? Because I think it comes out when preseason starts. But football is right around the corner. You'll start seeing lists come out and schedules and everything, preseason rankings and all that stuff. It's one of the most fun times of the year. Today is also National Bacon Burnt-In Day. Uh, You can't go wrong with bacon. I mean, I don't even care if the ends are burnt. I I like my bacon. I don't want to say I like my bacon burnt, but I like it crispy. Um, and I'd rather it be closer to burnt than it is to sort of a, a flimsy a flimsy type of bacon. I like it super crispy. Closer to burnt than not burnt. But today is National Bacon Burnt End Day. I will take bacon any day and every day for breakfast. Uh, the Braves beat the Twins last night 3-0 and complete the sweep of Minnesota. Uh, Matt Olson with two RBIs, including a solo shot in the eighth inning. I think it was little over 400 feet, continues to lead the National League in home runs. Ozzy Albies with an RBI last night as well. Since Matt Olson moved to uh, from second to fifth in the order for the Braves, he's hitting 286 with eight home runs, four doubles, 17 RBIs, and a 1.197 OPS. I think it's safe to say that that move from Matt Olson has done him a world of good especially in the home run power category out there. Uh, Colby Allard yesterday had a phenomenal outing. Four and two-thirds innings, three hits, zero earned runs, and eight Ks. Uh, I mean, he looked – I really wish they would have let Colby Allard finish out the fifth inning. He needed one more out, and then he would have been eligible for the win. It it sucks that Allard – you know, once again, this goes back to to what Billy harps on all the time about the win-loss record in baseball not meaning anything. Uh, Yates got the win for the Braves yesterday. Now, he pitched good. He pitched an inning in the third, struck out three, didn't allow any walks, any hits, no base runners at all. Yates didn't pitch poorly, but the fact that Colby Allard went four and two-thirds, only gave up three hits, no earned runs, struck out eight, Braves were ahead when he left the game. The fact that Colby Colby Allard wasn't eligible to get the win because he didn't pitch at least five, uh, five innings, I don't know, it just seems stupid. I don't... 
I don't like that. Um, I think that rule was probably made so you don't have a pitcher come in and only pitch one inning or two inning and, and possibly get the win as a starter. But I mean, you know, relief pitchers do that. So I don't, I don't understand that rule. I don't like it. I'm with Billy. The win loss record in baseball means nothing. Um, but yeah, Colby Allard, 71 pitches. He pitched really well, man. Really, really well. Uh, I was a breath of fresh air from Colby Allard. Nice to see him. Uh, the Braves have now won 13 of their past 14 games. Seven uh, game lead in the NL East. Five game win streak right now. I mean, they are just, they are red hot. I mean, they are absolutely red hot. In the month of June, they are, they're the best team in baseball in the month of June. And you could argue that they are the best team in baseball overall for the entire season. Uh, the Braves now have the best record in the majors at 53 and 27, which is a couple percentage points ahead of the Rays, who are 54 and 28. I mean, this team, you know, we, we were talking about, we were kind of getting worried about them when the whole quick Creek thing went down. Uh, and you know, we didn't, we didn't like it cause they were kind of, they were playing poorly, hitting poorly, but this team in the month of June, has just been an absolute wagon. I mean, they have just rolled over every single opponent that has been put in front of them. And this team is, it's its a fun team to watch. It's just enjoyable. At no point in time do you ever feel like the Braves are out of any game. No matter what the score is, no matter what the situation is, you never feel like the Braves are out of the game. And like I said, 13 of the past 14 we've won. The one game we lost was to the Reds, an 11 to 10 game. Uh, to a team that I, I am, I am beginning to be convinced that I think the I think we'll see the Reds in the playoffs at some point. Whether whether it's the NLDS or the NLCS, um, I think we will see the the Reds at some point, and that's going to be a phenomenal series in the playoffs. Uh, the Braves yesterday option option Jared Schuster to AAA. Uh, that's setting up for a possible Soroka start on Friday. Uh, still TBD on who's going to start Friday uh, tomorrow for the for the Braves, um, but it could be it could be Soroka. So we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know roster wise if Colby Allard could possibly get a start on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week against Cleveland. I'd love to see that. I mean that was the first start Colby Allard's had I believe since 2021, and I think I think he pitched well enough to earn himself. Another start, honestly. I, I think he I think he pitched well enough to earn himself earned himself another start. And Billy and I have talked about that the Braves probably need to add one more starter at the trade deadline. Uh, it doesn't have to be an ace, it doesn't have to be a top of the line guy, but it does need to be a solid middle of the rotation you know, I don't I don't want to say veteran, but it does need to be a solid middle of the rotation type guy. Um, just to kind of bridge the gap until Max Freed is back to healthy. I mean, he's not going to be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect Max to be a hundred percent at his first start. I, I would expect Max to need you know two or three starts to get under his belt to get back in the groove of pitching. And Kyle, and Kyle Wright, we we have no idea when he's going to be back. So I'd like to see us go out there and possibly get one more starter at the trade deadline. I don't. Maybe maybe a bat somewhere. I really don't know where we would need a bat. Um, but maybe a bat off the bench. I, I I don't know. I don't. And and you know the Braves, Anthopolis, and Brian Snicker know a lot more about you know left-handed average bats, left-handed power bats, right-handed power, right-handed average um, about what we need. But I mean this lineup is lineup is pretty stacked. I really think we're probably just one one solid middle of the rotation pitcher away from being very very comfortable. 
Uh, In the the MLB again, we have our MLB all-time team. We started on Tuesday with the infield. To remind you again, uh, catcher Johnny Bench, first Lou Gehrig, second Rogers Hornsby, shortstop Cal Ripken Jr., and third Chipper Jones. That was my picks. And over on Billy's picks, Yogi Berra at catcher, Lou Gehrig at first, Rogers Hornsby at second, shortstop Honus Wagner, and at third base, Chipper Jones. Uh, From left to right in the outfield for my MLB all-time team in the outfield. In left field, I have Ted Williams, two-time MVP in 46 and 49, two-time Triple Crown winner in 42 and 47. That's kind of funny. He never won the Triple Crown in the same year that he won the MVP. 19-time All-Star Hall of Famer, Ted Williams, the splendid splinter uh, left fielder, starting left fielder for my MLB all-time team in center field give me willie mays i love willie mays big willie mays fan rookie of the year in 51 two-time mvp in 54 and 65 24 time all-star from 54 to 73 12-time golden glove winner and the hall of fame class of 1979 he is my center fielder and over in right field hank aaron who is in my opinion the greatest baseball player of all time. I've said this multiple times in the podcast, and I will keep saying it because it is something I deeply believe in. Hank Aaron is the greatest baseball player of all time. Go look at his stats. Go look what he did and compare his stats with other Hall of Famers that are up there, especially like Babe Ruth and stuff. And go look at go look at their at-bats. Go compare their at-bats. Hank Aaron had significantly less at-bats than a lot of the big Hall of Famers that are up there close to his numbers. Uh, But Hank Aaron I have over in right field, 24-time NL All-Star. And the one time he didn't make the NL All-Star in 1975, well, he made the AL All-Star. The 25-time All-Star participant in the MLB All-Star game. NL MVP in 1957, three-time NL Gold Glove winner, Hall of Famer in 1982, uh, and in my opinion, the MLB all-time home run leader. I don't count anybody uh, that is possibly taking steroids. So Hank Aaron, in my opinion, still has the record for the most home runs ever in a career. Uh, and we will get Billy's outfield tomorrow, and uh, we have starting pitching tomorrow. We have the starting pitching for our MLB all-time team tomorrow morning on the Morning Five. Let's head over to the NFL and continue our preview of the AFC West. Today we have the Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders might have been a dark horse as a sneaky playoff contender last year, but are now considered to be on the outside looking in when it comes to playoff odds. They've made a number of big changes that could turn their fortunes around, and it wouldn't be shocking to see them meeting last year's expectations this year. After pushing their chips in on Jimmy Garoppolo, Las Vegas will be poised to turn the franchise around, but the kind of gamble comes with consequences. Head coach Josh McDaniels will likely be on the outs if they turn over the roster this much just to see the same results as last year. While they figure out what the offense looks like behind Garoppolo, they'll have to do it without tight end Darren Waller, a big play threat who could have been a big part of this offense. Losing him and Foster Moreau meant replacing him with three other tight ends, O.J. Howard, Austin Hooper, and Michael Mayer, who they got in the draft. They also made sure they uh, there was receiving talent to work alongside De- uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Signing the top free agent wide receiver in Jacoby Myers and adding a bevy of depth wide receivers like Cam Smith and Philip Dorsett. 
given their division, the general nature of the NFL, it's hard to buy into this team that may not be able to effectively defend the pass, though. On top of that, Garoppolo is a high-quality quarterback on paper, but it's difficult to buy into him as any kind of quarterback that can consistently push teams to win instead of relying on a supporting cast to do much of the work for him, uh, like it, like happened, like what happened in San Francisco, and struggling in moments where the team needs him to shine. I don't have a lot of faith in Jimmy G. I'm not a huge Jimmy G. believer. I, I mean, has Jimmy G. ever played an entire full healthy season in the NFL. I feel like every single season he's played, he's either been injured or he hasn't played a full season. Uh, for that reason right there, I don't have a ton of faith in the Raiders this year. Um, I loved him last year. loved him with Derek Carr. But this year, I, I'm, I'm super down on the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to go 7-10, miss the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if, surprised if Josh McDaniels loses his job uh, out there in Las Vegas this year against the Raiders. Now we flip to a team that has completely different fortunes, the Kansas City Chiefs. After winning their second Super Bowl in four years, the Kansas City Chiefs are on the verge of morphing into a dynasty if they're not already there yet. Kansas City has hosted five consecutive AFC title games and is the best odds to bring home the Lombardi Trophy uh, again next season, according to DraftKings Sportsbooks. With Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in town, a victory in the year's final game will always be the Chiefs' benchmark. The Chiefs' most significant offseason additions came at offensive tackle where Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor will replace Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley. While Kansas City originally intended to shift Taylor from right to left tackle, those plans changed once they landed Smith on a one-year deal. Taylor is an ascending player, but Smith struggled last season, allowing six sacks and committing a league-high seven holding penalties while missing four games with an elbow injury. That was the one glaring weakness, in my opinion, for the Chiefs this offseason was the offensive line. And in my opinion, they fixed it. I, I think they did a great job of going out and fixing it. Elsewhere on the offense, the Chiefs are hoping second-round rookie Rashad Rice can join holdovers Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore to help replace Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardeman, both of whom are now in the AFC East. Mahomes clearly doesn't need an elite wide receiving core to dominate the league, though, as evidenced by Ty the Tyreek Hillless MVP campaign. But KC will likely need at least one of its young wide receivers to step up, step up as a major contributor in 2023. On the other side of the ball, the Chiefs gave defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola two new edge rushers in free agency with Charles Omenehe and first-round selection Felix Udike Uzuma. Both Omenehe, last year's first-round choice, George Karloftis, have the ability to slide inside in, rush, in rushing situations and allow Spagnola to design his fronts creatively. I'm looking for a big year from George Karloftis. Uh, I, was, I, I was a big fan of him in college, and I think he, in the right situation in the NFL, could shine. I like his work ethic. I like his measurables. Um, I think this is going to be a big year for George Karloftis. Uh, anything less than a Super Bowl victory will likely feel like a disappointment for the rest of Mahomes' career with the Chiefs. Another Lombardi would put Kansas City on a path to compete with Tom Brady and the 21st century New England Patriots as the best set of teams for the past 25 years. I love the Chiefs this year. I love everything they're bringing back. They get star power. They get firepower. They have Patty Holmes. I think the Chiefs are going to go 14-3 and this year. And I don't know if I want to say they're going to fall in the AFC Championship or fall in the Super Bowl, but I do not believe the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl this year. I believe the AFC Championship will be Chiefs versus Bengals. Not sure 
who's going to come out back victorious in that game. And whoever wins that game will face the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Let's flip over to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. In the NL East, the Marlins beat the Red Sox 6-2. Brewers beat the Mets 5-2. Phillies beat the Cubs 8-5. And the Nationals beat the Mariners 4-1. On the Smiths floor-covering games and events calendar for tonight, Marlins at Red Sox at 6-10. Brewers at Mets at 7-10. And Phillies at Cubs at 8-05. And the Braves have the night off. They will start a weekend set with the Miami Marlins tomorrow at home. Let's head over to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group, Domingo Jaman, author's perfect game as the Yankees top the athletics. I believe that is the MLB's like 20-something perfect game. Uh, he is the first pitcher born in the Dominican Republic to pitch a perfect game. Uh, he is also He also became the first player in MLB history to reach that feat after allowing 10-plus runs and his previous starts. What an up and down night right there. You allow 10 plus runs in your previous start and then come out the next time and throw a perfect game. That's pretty cool. Uh, set to have an impact. Connor Bernard was drafted number one overall last night by the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I know Billy and his family were super excited about that. Huge Blackhawks fan, huge Chicago Blackhawks fan. And Connor Bernard's supposed to be the second coming. That's, that's what I'm hearing. That's all I'm hearing is that Connor Bernard is supposed to be this superhuman uh, second coming of Connor McJesus and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Jesus Ferreira joins an exclusive United States men's national team list with hat tricks against St. Kitts. United States men's national team last night won six to nothing in the gold cup over St. Kitts and Navis, uh, starting their campaign off strong. It's the largest, they equal the largest margin of victory in the golden cup, in the uh, gold cup. Uh, Inter-Miami hires ex-Barcelona, ex-Atlanta coach Gerardo Tata Martino. So Tata Martino rejoins uh, Joseph Martinez down there in Inter-Miami, as well as rejoining his old friend, Lionel Messi. Um, Atlanta, United will be, Atlanta United will be seeing Inter-Miami here soon in a couple weeks. That'll be an interesting game. Very, very interesting game, but... Uh, I hope Messi plays. I hope Messi plays. I hope nothing goes weird and Messi can't play. Uh, and today in 1984, pitcher Oral Hershiser begins a string of making every scheduled start until 1990 for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's six years. That is six years of not missing a single start. That is absurd. That's absolutely insane. You, you, don't, you, you will never see a stat like that in modern baseball. Six years of making every single scheduled start the Los Angeles Dodgers 84 to 90 that's crazy man. Uh, join us tomorrow as we break down the MLB all-time pitchers we also have our central Lions football preview tomorrow and we have the incredible pulp soft earned dollars Billy and I try to recover from what was not a great past weekend in the betting realm but for Billy Lindahl I am Bryce Sparling we will see you all tomorrow same time same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake him! Shake your neighbor!